The title of the message is called Act of Hearing. Um, Act of Hearing. And I got this inspiration from as we're reading the study of the Bible uh, as a church together. One thing that the Lord has strongly laid in my heart is, you know, we call ourselves children of God. But how many of us can truly and truly say for certain that we are hearing the voice of God? And hearing God is, is what I can easily say is going to be, it's, it's the center of our relationship with God. Uh, it's the center of it. Without hearing his voice, then we are, I can't look at it as we are not children. Amen. It's like having a, you have a father or a biological uh, child and you're speaking to your child. Your child can't hear you. So if your child can't hear you or the ch- or you can't, the child, you're always hearing the child, but the child can't hear you. And that means the child cannot do what you want the child to do. That means the child can be good. Imagine trying to tell the child you're going to the wrong place and the child cannot hear you. The child will definitely fall into the ditch. You know, so we look at our relationship with God as that. You know, the act of hearing. But one thing, this act of hearing is not limited to... You know, when I look at hearing, it might ponder on it so much. It's not limited to the children of God. It's, it's everyone, because everyone in this world, we are children. God has made us in his image, in his own likeness. We are all children. Even in Genesis, you know, in chapter 3, this is after Abraham, I mean, after Adam had sinned. In Genesis 3, if you look at verse 8 to 9, Genesis chapter 3, verse 8 to 9, the word of God says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? This is even when Adam has sinned. Adam and Eve have sinned. You know, man could still hear. Are you following? So it's not as limited to the fact that I'm a Christian. It's for everyone to hear the voice of God. Because we are all his children. It's a different story to say who is going to heaven. But first of all, we are all his children. We, we are made in his image and his own likeness. But one thing that we should understand, if we quickly turn our Bibles to the book of Numbers, and I'll read from verse, and Numbers chapter 22, and I'll read quickly from verse 5 to 13, which is our main text for today. Numbers 22, from verse 5 to 13. Yeah, you can see the story of Balaam and Balak. And I'll read quickly. It says, Then he sent messengers, this is Balak, to Balaam, the son of Boar, at Petal, which is near the river in the land of the sons of his people, to call him, saying, Look, a people has come from Egypt. See, they cover the face of the earth and are settling next to me. Therefore, please come at once, cast this people fall for me, for they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that he whom you bless is blessed, and he whom you curse is cursed. So the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the diviner's fee in their hand, and they came to Balak and spoke to him the words of Balak. And he said to them, Lord, here tonight, and I will bring back what to you as the Lord speaks to me. So the princes of Moab stayed with Balaam. Then God came to Balaam and said, Who are these men with you? So Balaam said to God, Balak the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent to me, saying, 
Look, a people has come out of Egypt, and they cover the face of the earth. Come now, cause them for me. Perhaps I shall be able to overpower them and drive them out. And God said to Balaam, You shall not go with them. You shall not cause the people, for they are blessed. So Balaam rose in the morning and said to the princes of Balak, Go back to your Lord, go back to your land, for the Lord has refused to give me permission to go with you. That's kind of an interesting story. That this Balaam, who you could call him an idol worshiper, yet he understood the importance. You know, people look at him. You know, when Balak looked at Balaam, he said, whom Balaam blesses is blessed, who Balaam causes is cursed. But one thing that Balaam understood that made him very, um, that made the people to respect him so much was that he too understood that he cannot do anything without first hearing God's plan. Are you following what I'm trying to say? Now, this is an idol worshiper that people say, come and curse the children of God. But Balaam could have decided to, but nothing would have happened because he had not received permission from the Father. Just like when God boasted about Job, you know, to Satan. And Job said, and Satan said something that no one can touch you because you set the pound. That means that for them to touch Job, that he needed a permission to. But here the story, and I look at it as, ah, this is an idol worshiper. This is someone that is not even a child of God, can understand the importance, amen, of hearing God before taking an action. I'm hearing before taking an action. Not just deciding on his own to do. You know, the Bible says here that the people went with the diviner's fee. That means the fee that they were going to pay. If you read the latter verses, the latter, the later chapter in the same, in the same numbers, you notice that they, you know, at one point, Balaam had to tell them that, look, you go with your money. That even though you were to give me house, I cannot because God has not ordered me to. He understand how much us, because through the way God has been talking to me about hearing his voice, hearing his voice, hearing him, paying attention to what he's saying. Because so that we don't get it wrong, we don't go to the wrong places, where we don't go to where God has not what, sent us to go to. So that we don't invest in the wrong businesses. You know, we don't, uh, and, uh, you know, I was speaking to a brother during the week, and brother was so frustrated. And he's doing decently well. I mean, his child is probably going to, he's not probably going to one of the best um, primary school, cast, uh, uh, going to one of the best primary schools in Dorky. Amen. And I mean, the fees there is quite steep. And even though the daughter, I mean, the son, the daughter is going to one of the best primary schools in the land, private school, he was still frustrated. He's doing fairly okay. Financially, but was he frustrated that this is not where God wants me to be? You know, he was just so unhappy with himself. I don't know why, but God just told me to just call the brother that morning. So I spoke, and I spoke to him, and he said he's not just happy. I said why? But you, you know, and he explained everything to me. And in all the explanation, you know, you could almost, I could almost see the frustration in him of maybe, you know, when Cardi was talking about this morning about racism, about frustration. That is how the brother was frustrated that he just. He may just want to just pack his bag and just, you know, leave, you know, comparing himself with others and look at what is going on here in Ireland, look at, you know, and we talked. And even with him saying all these things, he said, ah, but in all, when I encourage him that it's important to hear the voice of God before taking any decision. 
whether you want to relocate job or you want to move. And by his own mouth, he was telling me that, oh, what I was saying is right. That there's, a, there's someone that he knows very well that the family were doing, they're doing all right. And the, the, and they, told, they told two of his friends to relocate to the States. And one didn't listen and one decided to listen and went. Just the doctors, medical doctors, just because of the pay package, more or less, they're currently paying you like half a million dollars, you know, at, at this level, you know, pay package. And he said that one that went, finally left, went, and after years, after maybe 10 years in the state, he now said that something happened, got into, in that place that they wanted the guy to come. Something happened in that place to the point that, um, let me put it this way, the person became crippled. Something disastrous happened. And he looked at it, he said, even in that crippleness, even though they're going to pay, um, they're going to, the insurance is going to pay out the lump sum, that the person would never, we would rather remain where he was rather than being crippled and having a lot of funds because God had not sent him there. So financially, you can be doing well, but physically, you know, it's not about the wealth, it's not about the money. You know, so sometimes people chase a lot. So the most important thing is he was just relating this story back to me. So I said, There you are, that you are telling me this story. I'm not saying I'm not here to tell you God says God have not told me any instruction concerning you, but God is just encouraging you that you should be content and be happy in the place where you are at the moment. And in so doing, then the, the, the Lord will open up doors for you because what he was t- sharing with me was right now the wife is just saying when are you going to come out of this that you don't smile like you used to smile you know and I looked at it and I said that because of all these things unhappiness has set in that when you're not smiling you're not happy this is the person you are that if you lose your essence if you lose the real you because of the situation around you what happens that you shut the door because you become unapproachable by others. If your wife is noticing this at home, you can imagine what people will be noticing in your place of work. Nobody wants to come near you. So therefore, you shut the door. You close that gate. So opportunities go. And you don't understand what you're missing. And I said, that is what the enemy actually wants. Just to separate you. And God is not happy because the word of God says, in everything, give thanks. That we must, we're bigger than that. Amen. I don't know how I was saying that story. And God wants someone to hear that. But the moral of the story is hearing God. Hearing God. Hearing God. You know, if, if, if the Babalawo can, you know, the, 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 the diviners can understand this for them to operate so that they can operate successfully, how much we, the children of God, that he calls us sons, he calls us priesthood to him, he calls us, calls us princes, how much us? Amen. But one thing is we should understand is that the question we ask ourselves is because many of the time we don't do pay, we don't uh, want to pay the price to hear the voice of God. You know, God says He will not cast cast perils before swine. If we turn us, if we turn quickly, turn to the Scripture in the book of Hebrews, in the book of Hebrews, chapter eight, Hebrews chapter eight, and if you look at verse ten and eleven. You know, what we're studying right now, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10 and 11. Yeah. The word of God reads quickly. It says, 
For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. It says, I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their heart. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Say, none of them shall teach his neighbor, none, none, none his brothers. Saying, know the Lord. For all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. So, part of hearing his voice, one of the ways God speaks to us is through his word. And if we don't know this word, then when God is speaking the word to us, we will not even understand. The Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. It's like, you don't know the law of the land. The law is there for you to take it for your advantage. But if you don't understand what the law says concerning you, what happened? The law is there, but you don't utilize it. Then you end up missing out. A story for me that I remember as I've mentioned this before. Lens, I did a, I did in, in, in school then I did, a, I did I did a module called consumer law. You know, I didn't study law, but it was a module. And I enjoyed it. And from that doing that module, I didn't just do it to pass, I kind of enjoyed it. And I remember them buying a cloth in London. Then probably used the cloth for about three and a half to f- at least four months. And I realized that there was, a, there was a tear. And I went back to the company and I said, I learned other consumer know that everything that you buy, it has a reasonable, even though it does, it's a cloth. It doesn't, they don't tell you guarantee or warranty on the cloth. I said, because I read this thing, I went back to the cashier. I said, this is torn. I need a new one or my money back. The woman was shocked that this is not done. So I said, based on this law, and I quoted it, next thing was she took it to the manager and they exchanged it for me. Do you understand? But no one does it. But because I read and understood, I said, this is my right. And I went back to there. You know? so, but when, so it is in our own interest to understand and to immerse ourselves in the word of God because God speaks to us through the scriptures. Now, a few times God has spoken to me and given me a scripture concerning people. And I, was, I don't know what God is saying, but this is the scripture that God has given me. But when I tell you, you will now understand why. Because he speaks through his word. That's why the word of God says, I will honor my word above my name. That his word is so important more than his name. Even the name of Jesus. As we say, according to Philippians 2, that at the mention of that name, Jesus, every name must bow. Yet, God is saying, his word is more than the name Jesus. That he will honor that word. And we don't pay, but rather people want to pray, Jesus, pray, 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 pray. But you don't immense yourself in the word. It's for your benefits. Amen. It's for you. So, how does God speak to us? One, and how does and when does he speak? Through the scripture. The second bit is that we have to have the gift of discerning the spirit. But above that, one thing we should understand, if you look at it, if you go to Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15, the book of Colossians chapter 3, Verse 15. The word of God, yes, when, you know, now this is my own practical example. Uh, the word of God here, it really says that, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you are, to which you were called in one body and be thankful. So let the peace of God rule in your heart. Many a times, how God speaks to me as well is when I'm in a situation, I'm in a crossroad, I ask God, I may not hear yes or no. But one thing that gives me is that sometimes when I have unsettlement in my spirit, then I know that this is not God. That's what we call the gift of discernment of spirit. But when you have peace in your heart and say, yes, go. You understand? You may not yet go, but because you've come to a crossroad and you have to take a decision, either left or right, 
and you get that peace in your heart. God is telling you that peace will ruin you. It's a sign of Him giving you peace for you to carry on in that journey, hearing the voice of God. Another one that we could look at when we to also hear the voice, which is what a lot of people don't do. It's either we are here or we are not here. We have to choose. If you quickly turn to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29. Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 12 and 13. Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 12 and 13 reads, it says, Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me. It says, I will listen to you. The word of God, verse 13 says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. The, type, the underlying word there, it says with all. Because God wants all of you. You see, God doesn't want us to be half. How many of us, we love, um, when you're talking to, let's say you're talking to your spouse or you're talking to somebody, and the person, you're, you're, you're talking about the person is typing on, you know, looking down. I'm listening, my ears are used to learn. But you're not, they're not, it's not looking at you. It's not giving eye contact. You look at this person as, it's a bit disrespectful. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Uh, he doesn't appreciate who you are. I even am trying to say nobody likes it. Sometimes I'm talking to my wife. My wife, I do, I do it to my wife sometimes, and you know, in the sense that when I'm talking to her, I say I know how to multitask. I say really know how to multitask. I say no problem. I say I don't know how to multitask. When it's not at all, I come and she's not talking to me, and I start doing it. I say yes, I know how to multitask. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because no, <laughs> but that's the truth. You know, so. With all our hearts. When someone is talking, we want them to look at us. We want to talk. We want eye contact. Because that means the person is here. You are in this conversation. It's the same thing when we're talking to God. God wants our heart. wants our mind. Because he wants us to be in that conversation. So that we, he can respond to you and I. Amen. You know, it's important that we get it right. You know. But one thing that we should understand... Yeah, about hearing the voice, there are all these teething problems because the, child, the, the reality of life is why is it that we struggle? Because the practicality that, okay, it's good to hear the voice, but what are the problems? What are the teething problems? And what are the remedies that will help us? Something that uh, um, worry, one of these is worries. You know, the Bible makes us to understand in the book of Matthew chapter 6 from verse 25 to 26. In Matthew 6, verse 25 to 26, that we should not worry for anything. That's why, you know, the Bible says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? It says, Look, as the birds of the air, for they neither sow, nor reap, nor gather in, into bands, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value? Are you not of more value than they? Which of, amen, which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to a statue? What's the essence of worry? I gave a testimony yesterday. We went, on a, we went to the lighthouse, the pier, on a walk with the children. But I am the children. And I gave, we, we raced all the way to the lighthouse. On our way back, they had ice cream. I sat down very close to the lighthouse, a bench very close to the lighthouse. And I remember bringing out my phone. But somehow... In my mind, I was also God speaking to me, how God speaks. Be mindful of your phone. You may just leave this phone here. It was just a quick snap. I said, yes, this is my phone. Keep it safe. But I didn't. 
I left it on that chair without realizing. Now, this is the lighthouse, Don Larry, here, yesterday. And we got to the end. That's when I got to the car. I said, I have to pick Viola. Let me call. Ha, no phone. I said, geez. I said, this phone, hey, I so many information inside. I said, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? I put the children in the car. The children wanted to come. I said, I have to run. You guys can come with me. And as I was running, I met someone on the road that I met earlier. And I said, oh, I'm looking for my phone. One of the caretakers of this building. Can I use your phone? And he gave me his wife's phone. I, I made a call. It, no one picked it up. But in running, no one picked it up initially. In my heart, I was worried. I was panicking. Amen. I prayed. So the question is, I have prayed. Why are you panicking, worrying? I even am trying to say, however, thank God, someone now called that phone back as Biola. Biola now said, oh, someone has found the phone that she was trying to reach me. And the person is there. How long ago? This was several minutes ago. So in my heart, I was like, I hope that person is going to remain. My heart was panicking. And as I was just going, Bible again, God said, why are you worrying? Why are you worrying? So at that point of not panicking, I just look at it. What is the worst case scenario? The phone goes lost. Someone is at the end of the world. God will provide a new one by the grace of God. Then anxiety and worry just left. And I went. And those are the things that we go through. Because when we worry, it brings us, it gives you high blood pressure. When you worry, it's as if you don't trust God. Are you following what I'm trying to say? We don't believe him. So that's it. We exercise the faith. You know, you're going for an interview. You're believing God. And so what? If you don't get oh, if I don't get this job, it's not the end. God has kept you thus far. So why worry? Are you following around to say, if you worry, whether you get it or not, worry will not help you in anything. It just simply shows your level of faith in God. So worrying robs us from hearing him. Amen. So let's not worry about anything. Another thing is that it is inconsistency. The word of God in the book of Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11, verse 11 to 13. I love this Bible passage, Luke 11, 11 to 13. The word of God reads here, he says, If a son asks bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? He says, or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? He says, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? That, you know, one thing about hearing is for me, that helps me hearing God, but I want, I'm believing God hearing even much more, is I ask God, I normally go back to, I look at the Word of God in John 10, verse 27. It says, my sheep hear my voice, I know them and they follow me. And I say, God, I'm your sheep. God, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a goat. I'm your sheep. I'm your sheep. I must hear your voice. I must hear your voice. I'm a son. And from there, the more I kept on knocking at that door, it took a while, you know, it took a while. But the more I kept on knocking on that door, he began, he began to speak. I began to, I now realize that he has always been speaking. But the difference was now that he now began to alight to me how he has been speaking. So I now begin to realize that, oh, God has been speaking all this while. Now, I, I can't identify, I cannot identify the way he speaks to me, the way he gets my attention, because he speaks. So when you're saying, God, can I hear you? What you're trying to say is that, God, I want to understand how you have been speaking to me. I want to identify your voice, because you have been speaking. Amen. 
So that helps us. So we have to be consistent in it. So many a time it is his consistency. Then the other thing is fear that doesn't allow us to hear the voice of God. Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. Second Timothy chapter one verse seven says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. You know the thing about hearing voice. When God speaks, sometimes we not take. Well, when God speaks. And we don't take action because we're not too sure if it is him. And the reason a lot of people don't take action is because they they are scared of the unknown. What of if? What of if it goes sour? What of if? So fear now robs one. So at the end of the day, God has spoken because you are not too sure it's not it's him. Therefore, he didn't take the step. Therefore, God has not spoken. That's what it simply means to you. But he has spoken. So fear robs us. The truth is, one thing we should understand is that we cannot, you know, someone said something that I read somewhere. It says that it is important to understand that we will never be 100% accurate. This is the prophet speaking. It says we will never be 100% accurate. Because one thing the word of God says in First Corinthians chapter 13, 9, First Corinthians chapter 13, 9, it says that we see in part, that's what the word of God says, and we prophesy in part. So no one knows the whole full picture. Everybody sees in part. We prophesy, we hear in part, you know, but it's like a puzzle. God just gives us little puzzle that we have to put together. So we see in part. So let's fear, don't let fear know. What's the wrong? What's the meaning? You get it wrong, so what? A lot of people get it wrong. But in getting it wrong, you begin to learn to eliminate that. Okay, this is not, this is how, this, this is the way God doesn't speak to me. They begin to fine tune how God speaks. It's like an engine. You want to race, like I love Formula One. You fine tune it. You know, they build a new engine, they take it for testing. And when they test it, they fine tune Oh, this is not the best way it should function. They take it back, they retune it again, retune it again until they could get the fine engine. And for you to perform the way us to perform the expectation is the same thing. So let's not be let's not be scared. I mean, I remember once, you know, you know, I remember, I think a couple of years I was giving, uh, you know, I, I did a course on prophetic on uh, this thing, and you know, it was kind of worldwide. And they'll tell you to give a prophecy to someone that you don't even know, another country. And you pray, and God gives you a word, quite encouraging. And you give the person the word, and the person will confirm to say, "Yes, what you are saying is right." I'll say, "Wow, this is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful." Then you know, even back home here, did the same thing. Told people, "This is what God is saying." You know, from time to time, God does it. Then one day, I told a woman, "This is what God is saying," and the woman said, "No, this is not what God is saying." It was a slap on my face. What? It was so. Dis- it was so disappointing. Even I'm trying to say, it kind of knocked me down that. I had to almost, you know, it took me a while to gather myself together because it was really disappointing, you know. You are hearing, you hear, next someone that said, you don't get this one wrong. And, you know, and it's someone that you even respect very well as well. And the first time you're giving someone a prophecy, that particular person. So, we get it wrong. Disappointment do come sometimes. But hey, so what? At the end of the day, Jesus Christ wanted to heal a man and he laid his hand how many times on the guy's eyes? He spat on the floor. What do you see? I see men like trees. And Jesus Christ laid his hand again. You understand where I'm coming from? So, it's just we. We need to get past that. It is we, not God. So, we need to conquer fear. It's there. Another thing is logic that makes us not to hear God. Because we'd like to reason it has to make sense in our mind. You know, God has said, ah, but how? But God said, ah, 
okay, but how? How? How you think about it? Is it possible? Is it possible? Is it possible? Then doubts begin to set in. That's what happened. And is it possible? Is it possible? Then God has not spoken again. So those are the things that happened. You know, it, it reminds me of the story in Second Kings chapter 7. I won't read it, but I'll just paraphrase it here. Second Kings chapter 7, verse 1 to 2, which was the story of Elisha when there was famine in the land in Samaria. And Elisha said, this time tomorrow. Can you imagine a land that was, they were so impoverished that they didn't have food, that people were killing their child, you know, to, to just to eat the next day. You know, and they said this time tomorrow there will be abundance. You wonder, ah, even though God were to open that the windows, can this thing be? Right? The world has gone. But the man tried to reason with it. That is it? Generous ah, where I'm coming from. Can this thing be? Imagine when God says tomorrow Nigeria, Nigeria will just be a fantastic land within one week. The government, everybody, no more corruption, no more this thing. You look at ah, ah, how, how God. Can this thing be? I even want to try to say it. That's the question you're asking. Ah, all these years, and suddenly within a week, everything, did all, ah, ah, you begin to wonder, okay, the president, you begin to wonder the people, you begin to wonder, is God going to remove them? No, no, it's none of your business. God has spoken, he has spoken. It is for God's word too, because the word of God says, he, 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 uh, he says, um, what does it say again? The word of God says, he honor his word above his name because he's spoken is his word. It will come to pass, whether you believe it or not. The only thing is that it can be delayed because you don't believe, but it will surely come to pass. It may not just come to pass in your own, in that particular person's time. Like the children of Israel, God said they were going to the promised land, and this would happen. But because of that and unbelief, the, the fathers didn't enter. But God has spoken. That word still accomplished what it pleased, but he didn't accomplish it in the time of, he didn't accomplish it in the father's time, but he accomplished it in the children's time. So it's not up to you and I hearing his voice. We need to just take that leap of faith. Don't be scared. Take it and do it. Amen. Take it and do it. And as I conclude, because of time, you know, I mentioned John 10, 10 verse 27, that my sheep hear my voice. You know, that is why it is important to hear the voice of God. Another reason why it is so important to hear his voice is that because God wants to order our footsteps according to Psalm 37 verse 23. Psalm 37 verse 23 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his ways. And also in Romans 8.14, one of my favorite Bible passages, Romans 8.14 says, For as many that are led by God, it says these are the children of God. So it is interesting, it is important that we, we, we hear. It is important that we learn. Amen. It is important. It is important. But one thing is for a practical example for me that helps me because of time is that for me, you, you, as you seek God's face, you know, God will begin to speak to you in a way to find a way that you can, learn, you can hear from him. One thing that, that helped me, I read different books. Hey, read different um, ways that God speaks to different people. You know, because I was also desperate to want to understand how he speaks to me. But for me, what works for me is it's in the morning, the quiet of the morning. When people said, I said this in things last two weeks ago. When people, you know, normally as a Christian, you know, they... they, they I was brought up to say the first thing you wake up is to thank God, go on your knees, you need that, and thank God, you know, you know, do those, you have certain rituals, of, I may use that word, or certain, you know, things that you do. But, 
But like recent, not recently, but for me, I now realize that hey, God doesn't speak to me that way. I just do those things and nothing, I don't hear and I go. One thing for me is that when I wake up, I don't want to say go on my knees. You know, that's me. I'm speaking for me now. You know, I just lie down on my bed, flat, don't even say anything. And in the silence of the morning, without even saying good morning, God, God begins to speak to me, begin to tell me things. And I begin to make notes before I even do anything. But that silence of the morning for me works for me before I do anything. We are all different children. We all have different, you know, look at the fingers. They are all different. They are not the same. So God speaks to us in this for you to learn and to identify, you know. And one thing as well for me that God, after prayer, silence is one of the key for me. So now I go for a prayer walk for one hour, whatever. I come back. All I want to do, why people are praying, 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 praying in the midst of prayer, I just keep my mouth quiet and just listen to him in expectation that they will speak because it says our expectation will not be cut short. So I give myself five minutes, ten minutes. You know, sometimes I train myself to even be quiet for 30 minutes sometimes until I go, you must say something to me. I can just be silent for 30 minutes. You know, just in a place. Sometimes the mind might want to wander. Yes, it will wander from time to time. But I keep at it. I put, when the mind, the mind wanders away, then I bring it back. It wanders again, I bring it back. It wanders again, it's a struggle sometimes. Until. But it's a practice. It's a practice. Eliminating those noises. So, you know, it's in key. It's key to hearing his voice. Because when you hear his voice, even though when things doesn't really appear to be going on very well, because God is speaking to you, you know you're in the right place. I remember a story, I can't remember the verse, the, the Bible passage now in the Old Testament. I don't know if you remember the story of when um, the children of God, this is in the book of Judges, in the book of Judges, there's a story there where um, one of the tribe, I think it was one of the tribe anyway, uh, someone from one of the tribe, um, raped a girl, raped a Levite, um, uh, a Levite um, concubine. And when, what the Levite now did was, he now will get there, but I won't reach there. Because of what had happened, he was so upset, he cut the, his concubine into pieces, into 12 parts, and he sent them to all the tribe of Israel. And people say, what is this? They now say, okay, They've got to come to realization that, okay, this is what one of their tribe did. And God has said, if anybody does something, something like this to molest someone or to rape someone, you know, God is going to cut Israel from, you know. So everybody ganged up and said, okay, which tribe did it? Let's say, for example, I try and remember the name of the tribe. But let's say it is tribe B that did it. Then I say, tribe B, bring this person that have committed this thing. Tribe B says, no, we're not bringing this person. So the whole of Israel ganged up and went into war. To fight tribe B, to annihilate tribe B. Got a long story short. They went to ask God, shall we go? God says, yeah, go. They went and they were defeated. Ah! They came back. Ah, God. But they didn't give up. God, shall we go again? God said, yes. They went and they were defeated. Ah! Then it's all time. God said, yeah, come we go. And they went and they won the battle. Everyone trying to say, but the key there was God spoke to them. God spoke to them, but they didn't give up. Because because God spoke, what the, the moral of the story there, it doesn't mean because God has said you should go to this business that you didn't succeed. It doesn't mean you've given up on God. Even though I'm trying to say, because even though that thing might have failed the first time, 
there are some things that you, are, you might have learned that God probably wants to train you. God might be training you to how to withstand disappointment and so on and so forth. But the key, that's why I use the word, it's hearing his voice. That's how you can know. If not, everybody, that's how a lot of people jump. When they see fire here, they run. They see it, they run. They are never settled. Isaac, when there was famine, everybody were relocating. They were relocating. Isaac, God, Bible says, when Isaac heard the voice of God, says, don't move from here. Stay in this land of famine. In, this is where your prosperity is. And the Bible says Isaac sowed in that year and he reaped a hundredfold. Do you understand when everybody is bathing? Because Isaac heard. What we don't hear is when panic sets, when things are not working right. Then panic sets and we begin to jump. Right. So I pray that this day we would ask God you know, my head is bow ahead and take ourselves before. I just ask God, and it, it, this prayer is not limited to this time because listen, there's not enough time to pray. That Lord, just ask God that Lord, help me to uh, to hear Your voice. You know, uh, tune my mind. Help me to tune myself to hear Your voice loud and clear in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, help me. You know.